Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Nduka. And I'm Dino Ray Ramos. Welcome. Our guest this week is, is W. Kamau Bell, the host of United Shades of America. And if y'all aren't watching this, it's kind of wild. It's it's definitely like, it's I don't know, like it's, I guess, woke <laughs> is the right word. Or it's just, I think what it is, is like, it's a travel show, but it's not like a travel cho- show that you would think would be a travel show. Yeah, like you're, he not, goes you're to, not going to yeah. taste. Yeah, he he's going. <laughs> he's like experienced different parts of America or the country mm-hmm. where people do not go, mm-hmm. and like he he hangs out with the Ku Klux Klan, yeah, which was wild, that was crazy. And that's what I think you're the one that put me on that show, David. Like you talked about that episode, and I watched it like that that night. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I mean, he's a great comedian. I've known yeah. him mostly from his stand up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From there, and yeah, putting somebody who's a stand up and black, you know, great black <laughs> and great at communicating these social issues mm-hmm. to other people and having the main thing I think that you guys talked about was how do you have a conversation with somebody who you vehemently disagree exactly. with yeah. and still like hear them I guess exactly you know? yeah he has a lot more patience than because <laughs> I like watching the Ku Klux Klan because he starts off with the Ku Klux Klan episode. that's, that's, that's his the, very that's very season, first episode season one season one yeah, episode season one two right now I believe and uh, my stomach was churning um, but yeah, I mean, he also does a lot of other. He's a stand-up. He has this uh, special um, coming out later um, this month called uh, "Private School Negro." He host um, he co-hosts a podcast called Denzel Washington's "The Greatest Actor of All yeah, Time" <laughs> with Kevin too. Avery. I think it's on hiatus. And he also um, ho- uh, co-hosts another podcast called uh, uh, "Politically Reactive" with uh, Harry Kondabalu. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's a busy guy, yeah. But um, yeah. So without further ado, here is W. Kamal Bell. So we would like to welcome W. Kamal Bell to the New Hollywood Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my New Hollywood. Your New Hollywood. Learn every learn something every day. All right. Sorry, new Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're new, not yeah. old Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for coming on our podcast. Happy yeah. to do it. Yeah, to do yeah. It. Coming to us from the Bay Area. Yeah, down oh, from, yeah. Down are you, from are, Oakland. Are you just here doing the press stuff? Or? I'm just here doing the press stuff. Oh, I nice. got here this morning and I have a flight later tonight. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a fast 
fast turn around. Can't wait, no, can't wait for that hyperloop. Can't, <laughs> wait that, can't wait for that bullet train. I, I moved here from San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the weird people who refuses to leave. I mean, I left for two years to go to New York, and then when I was done with that, I was like, I'm never leaving the Bay Area. Oh, nice. But it's a nice place. My family's still there, so I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go often. So yeah. I just wanted to kind of start kind of in your humble beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> still in my humble middle, I think. Um, like, when you first got your start in, like, stand-up and, mm-hmm. in, like, in the industry or in comedy, mm-hmm. did you automatically gravitate towards kind of the sociopolitical commentary and race? Or were you just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do comedy and kind of just figure it out how yeah. I go along? I mean, there were sort of two things happening. Like, uh, my household where I grew up with my mom was very sociopolitical. And that, just in a way that... Black people talk about stuff, you know what I mean? like you know. But she was actually an activist and an academic, so there were sort of those kind of conversations. And I was an only child, so I, w- I heard adults talking a lot. So uh-huh. I used to have a joke in my early act about like I was 11 years old before I realized a cracker was also a snack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that I just heard a lot of talk, and it was post civil rights movement. Like so, there's a lot of talk about what we need to do and all those things. And then I, but I just loved comedy. So when I started doing comedy, I wasn't trying to do what I'm doing now. I was just trying to be funny. And that didn't work out until I started doing it like this. Uh-huh. Oh, so, cool. so politics, were, it wasn't always part of like what you envisioned for yourself? No, I mean, I was, I mean, I really, I mean, my, I have a, my best friend was always political and he was the guy who would start talking politics in high school. I'd be like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, like, so, but it's funny. And at some point we sort of laughed, like nobody, who knew me then would imagine that I'd be this person now. And even the people I went to high school with who I didn't know that well are like, that's the same guy? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I think I was, I, I think old, getting older, I think having a black president for eight years, uh-huh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. got a lot of people interested in politics who weren't interested in politics. So, uh, and then also having kids. I just think as, a, as I got older, I just started to really, and also I just, jokes that weren't about something I cared a lot about didn't last, didn't, I couldn't do them a lot. <laughs> I eventually lost interest. Mm-hmm. So were you always interested in being in entertainment though? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live when I was, you know, as a kid, and I was like, "Oh, that's I want to do that." I mean, mm-hmm. other than like, I want to be a superhero. Like that was the one thing <laughs> that I was like, like oh, "I want to do that." And then like, you know, I remember seeing. I remember I knew who Seinfeld was when he got his show because I was a comedy nerd before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, my favorite comedian got a TV show. Hope it works out." You know? <laughs> uh, you know, so then I just feel like I was around for the boom of the '80s and seeing how like comedy went everywhere. And so yeah, I was always a big fan of stand-up comedy and sketch mm-hmm. comedy and. And yeah, the artist formerly known as Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won't get into that. Well, maybe we'll we the, the legal system is taking care of that. So I mean, we can right. get into it if you want to. Um, and so you have this show. It's called United Shades of America, mm-hmm. and you basically go into these different, I guess, would you say communities and and, yeah. and you. Cultures, cultures, yeah. It's, cultures, a, it's yeah. basically a travel show. It's yeah, just, yeah. We're not just talking about, you know, we're talking about more get a lot of, get, get a, and, Yeah, right. And, and we're not talking, about, there's not a lot of vacation spots. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, even Puerto Rico, which at that point looked like a vacation oh, spot, yeah. has changed quite a bit. Yeah. So. so the first episode really, like, delve into, you know, read into it with the whole KKK. Um, Y'all went in head first. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, I had just uh, lost my job <laughs> with my oh, first the, TV show. Okay, the um, so, uh, FX. Totally biased. Yeah, totally biased. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was Deadline Hollywood that said I had historically low ratings. I think it was Deadline Hollywood. That's, I, I, I wasn't here I'm yet. Not, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not, if it's true, it's true. I just remember hearing yeah. that and being like, mm, historically low. I'm, I'm making history. Exactly. Uh, throwing all that matters, some right? United Shades our way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy to be back. Uh, yeah, talking about them. You know, yeah. So when I had the opportunity to do the, uh, when I had a, there was a pilot at CNN that, that they, that somebody pitched to me from CNN and then the producer was like, yeah, he'd be good for it. 
I was the one who was like, we have to go big or go home. And also I was like, yeah. I had after having a TV show canceled, which is not the hardest thing in life, but is one of the hardest things to deal with in show yeah, business because yeah. mm-hmm. it's very public. I was like, I'm only going to do something that I really care about and I'm interested in because I sort of half did totally biased the way I wanted to and it didn't work out. So I was like, I got to go big or go home. How, how do you even like plan that type of episode out? Like yeah. what kind of logistics? I was into? watching that episode and like, when I walk, there's just I had a like for an hour there was a feeling in my gut. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt sick. I yeah. felt nervous. Yeah. I felt scared. It's funny for when you, it, especially. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm throwing out thanks for the Klansmen. Right? I hope that black guy doesn't hurt the KKK. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, it's funny because people when it airs, people will still respond that way, and it's been like three years yeah. since it happened since we aired it. I mean, it's been. Three years, we taped it in August of 2015. So it's been a long time since we recorded it. And people are still like, I hope he's going to be okay. They're tweeting to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope W. Kamau Bell's going to be okay. Like, yeah. like, Three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay. I just think there's a visceral feeling around that that I, I'm glad because we want, I wanted to do something that I hadn't seen before on TV. Certainly there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a guy named Dale Davis who meets with the Klan and befriends them. I wasn't trying to befriend them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I just was like, again, I was on CNN. They already had Bourdain. They had Morgan Spurlock at that point. They had Lisa Ling. They had, they had Bill Weir. They had a lot of shows that were sort of doing the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to do a show. If I'm going to do a pilot, it's got to be something that none of those other shows can do in the same way. So when you do these, when you go into these different cultures, do you um, kind of just sit back and just take it in? Or do you like to inject your own kind of perspective on like your opinion? I mean, I, I, I'm not a journalist. So I'm me wherever I go. So mm-hmm. it's very clear. I'm a black dude. I live in the Bay Area. I got a white wife. Uh, I, I'd like us to all get along, but if we can't, go screw yourself. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, if you don't want to get along, then just get out of the way. You know, so I'm not, I, it's very clear. You can Google me. I'm not, so I don't go in like, in, like I think uh, some of the, like the first season, the producer on the show, the showrunner, really was trying to make me like some sort of like, I've never been off, out of my room before. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of fight not fights, but like a, there was a lot of pushback around that. And so as the show goes on, I'm wearing everything I am on my sleeve, even the fact that I'm a guy with a TV show now who's making a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it, I always say like, people know we're making a TV show. We're not trying to, so now I talk to the camera people all the time. And you know, it's like, it's about our experiences, all of our experiences. So the premiere episode of the season, we did about the US-Mexico border. And one of the, the producer put it together, Vanessa Sanchez, had a very emotional experience with the woman she'd talked to who had mm-hmm. just been deported. And we, so I, I had brought Vanessa on camera to talk to her about it because it was like, we're, it's all the show, you yeah. know? Like, it's not, it's not, it's it's in the reality category, but it's not a reality show no, yeah. Yeah. in the way that we think about reality shows. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a news program, but it's the, it's news adjacent. I mean, I feel like it, is, it is news adjacent, and I'm yeah. happy it's on a news network, because yeah, yeah. that means it gets fact-checked very well. If it was yeah. on, like, a comedy <laughs> right. network, they wouldn't care about the facts, and I care about the facts a lot. But, it, I mean, it's basically every PBS show from when you were a kid, just mm. with a better person hosting it. <laughs> I know, I mean, not better, but a person who's more, has more, has, no, yeah, you're connecting with, connected audience, with yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I mean, all, and I'm saying that Bourdain is that way. All these shows are like it's every PBS show. You said we're going to go see the blah 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 of the blah blah blah, mm-hmm. but we're actually putting our personalities on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I still can't go over that when you were just standing there and they were and doing you, a whole cross burning ceremony. And you like you kept your composure, yeah. like even speaking to the guy, him saying stuff about oh interracial, it's an abomination. <laughs> yeah. But then you were like, but also eating shellfish is, is oh, also. Yeah, and, then, and, he was like, <laughs> and I just had lobster last night. Red, red lobster. <laughs> Like, do you not hear yourself? That's what I, that's my whole thing. Is like, and I think it's funny because I talk to people about this. Sometimes wish I had like 
hit him over the head with a chair or started a fight mm-hmm. or and I was like we've already first of all we've already we already lived through the 80s and 90s <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. shows we've already saw that happen on Geraldo and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and Sally Jesse yeah. and Jerry Springer did that solve anything? No. And that's not my way my way is to sort of try to tease out get you to keep talking mm-hmm. and then people at home are going to hear you say things that they weren't expecting you to say and you're going to say something you don't expect that guy didn't know he was going to talk about Skittles like he said <laughs> separates the Skittles by colors that and was so, that was judge tripped me out yeah no it's, <laughs> and it's like to me that breaks that's a better way to go. This is crazy. Exactly. And like, like, you know, sir, these are not facts that you're saying. You know, yeah, like I, yeah, exactly. For, there's other people who do that. That's not my way. Yeah. A lot of people don't like yeah. my way. But that's yeah. My way. And also, uh, I want to touch on your It's Chinatown episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, living in San Francisco, I went to Chinatown a lot. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and um, you mentioned in that episode, you mentioned cultural appropriation. Yes, and sir. Especially kind of the, the, in the Asian community, it gets it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hollywood is wildly known for yeah. <laughs> yeah. people. People move here so they can culturally appropriate. <laughs> the industry is based on yeah, especially like in film and TV, and then we, we see you know well, whitewashing of yeah. roles. We see John you, Wayne played Genghis Khan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have Scar- Scarlett Johansson, my favorite yeah, play, actress. Yeah, playing yeah, playing the Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Uh, but. And then going, well, she's not really a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have, you have, there's always like some kind of qualifier. There's always, there's always like, like some like, sort of excuse. Yeah. Well, like, really, it's yeah. like, you know, I really, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, but for you, like, when does cultural appreciation turn into cultural appropriation? It's, it, there's, first of all, everybody has a line of where they get offended, and everybody's yeah, yeah. line is in a slightly different place. So you can't say this is the line. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think people on the, who who are like, well, how do I not culturally appropriate? I want to know where the line is, and everybody's got a different line. So what I find offensive, another black person may be like, that's fine. Yeah. It's really about, there's two things. One, who is the audience of people you want? And if you don't get them, should you make a change? So for me, it's like, Scarlett Johansson is like going, oh my God, I, I, but I want everybody to like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So she is feeling some heat from that. But some people aren't going to care. You know, there's there's any number of like like there's all these things like that who when people are offended they're like good and so I feel like if you can hold that line when people get offended and you're okay with it then do what you do but most people can't hold that line yeah. because they actually want to be liked and respected by their peers and they want to be liked by the cool people they're wearing their costume you yeah. know like they're, yeah. that they're turning their clothes into a costume so I think it's I mean I just try to go like me and my wife were named we were coming up with names with our first daughter and we her name is Samaya. And the way we spelled it, we looked it up, and it means like a Hindu rite, of like a religious rite. And I was like, no, 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 no. So we found a different way that's an Arabic name. Okay. So some people may say you shouldn't name your kid any name that's outside. Of, like an Arabic name is wrong. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'd be like, that's okay with that. You know, Africa, exactly. Arab, all in the same place. <laughs> you know, and, but I did felt like naming my kid after a, a religious rite from religion I have no connection to, that feels like cultural appropriation. Yeah. But again, that's my line. So I feel like at the end of the day, you have to be able to defend your line. And I think when people can't defend their line, it, like that's when it all falls apart. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, but like, uh, I don't forgot who we were talking about, Bruno Mars. Bruno, it was probably Bruno Mars. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That, That's like, <laughs> yeah. some people are like, he's great. Some he, like, yeah. he's wrong. And it's like, well, we have to, he just, we, he just has to figure out who he wants in his audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I was thinking, I was like, if Bruno Mars was white, like, how would that conversation? I change? think that's the problem too. He's not yeah, yeah. though. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, You know, if, if Eminem was black, would he? Wait, what? That's you know, people like, were saying like, if, or if Usher was um, white, that he would have, like the, the max size like Justin Timberlake has right now, he would have that type. It would equate to that. But yeah, I, you just, know, it's a weird. It's like it's, it's an really, interesting. Like we could bring in GEs. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's also like as many people said, rap is like 
almost 50 years old now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't be surprised when a white person raps anymore. <laughs> like, no, Eminem can't. was the last time you we can, could be surprised. Yeah, like, what? I think so, too. I, don't, I, just, <laughs> I agree. You can now judge the quality of the raps. Exactly. You can go, Iggy Azalea. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, Iggy Azalea. Or, like, or like uh, what's his name? Um, Macklemore. Well, that part was good. But I don't know about this part. We're, but I think we can't be surprised that a guy who looks like G-Eazy, who's from Oakland, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, I'm sure knows. Oakland. Probably knows more <laughs> black people than I do. You know, like, because yeah, he went to high school in Oakland. Yeah. Is gonna be, want to be a rapper. You know, yeah. The fact he's a good because he's a product guy. from his environment. Yeah, yeah, but but it also and this is the Bruno Mars thing. The fact he's a G Easy and Bruno Mars are good looking, not black people. It helps. Mm. Now I feel like Bruno Mars has done a big. He seems to very much claim his re, his influences. He talks. He's not. He he's surrounded by black dudes at all times. Like he seems <laughs> to be like he, he has. He covers his basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he does. And he's also from Hawaii, which is yeah. a whole yeah. different kind of culture. Yeah. But I think that like then we judge the bigger thing. But if like I saw a video of this young black woman who was like going in on Bruno Mars and mm. I was like makes sense to me and, yeah. like, and I'm not going to tell her she's wrong because I was like she's making some good arguments yeah. and also that voice needs to be heard too yeah mm. speaking of voices needing to be heard I mean I, I feel like you're, that's what, a lot what your show accomplishes like giving I guess giving people that like the KKK or like what's the, the Richard Spencer Richard Spencer is that his name yeah, the he's alt- the, the alt right guy like yeah. see that's where Richard Spencer is now what's his name yeah. <laughs> that's no, I, mission I, accomplished I'm like really I'm really bad with names no, so right. I'm like uh, but like how do you avoid like how do you approach these these topics or these people that have such extreme ideologies and and I guess not be give them a platform yeah like yeah. or or, or, like, humanize or, or like yeah yeah humanize like, them yeah 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 First, well, I, I guess they're all human people like or like like you said everybody like, has make them sympathetic yeah. yeah yeah there you go that's a better word not human I can't yeah. imagine that any reasonable person who would agree with me on the issues that I believe in would watch the clan episode and go Oh yeah oh they may go oh like in sort of a church like bless their heart but not like in a like like I feel to me. I mean, I I came out with some empathy for the clan. I'll say this because I was like, oh, these guys are just like basically a bunch of unemployed or underemployed, <laughs> undereducated or not educated people who live way off yeah, outside of like uh, outside of big towns. They're not close to things. There's no industry in their town anymore. But they're blaming their problems on black people. And it gets really. And to hard. me, that's the yeah. empathy. But that's not like I'm like. I guess it's okay they hate black people. Yeah, no, that's the, that's what I got too. It was like I I, I could understand where you're coming from because you're not educated about this, but at the same time, it's like I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, I don't. It doesn't <laughs> I mean don't. I'm like. Oh, it just means that like I have more knowledge about the situation. Yeah. And but it, and I feel like for me, more knowledge is always better than less knowledge. So when I sit down from Richard Spencer, I'm just like just tell the whole thing man and sometimes in the interviews he's being confronted and so he gets very like comfortable mm-hmm. he wants to be confronted and I was like I'm not going to do that so at one point he even said I'm going to say something that might offend you great <laughs> let's do it that's let's get good, there that's a good way to approach it too. but I yeah, think yeah. the other thing and this is the thing that's frustrating about the Richard Spencer one particularly is people act like the whole show is an hour long interview with Richard Spencer mm-hmm. when it was like a six minute interview with Richard Spencer and surrounded by stories like of immigrants and refugees talking about yeah. why this country is better the more we support immigrants and refugees mm-hmm. and people who First of all, most people who hate the Richard Spencer part didn't watch the whole episode. And the people who did focus on it, I'm like, why don't you focus on some of the other stories in there and lift their voices up? Yeah. yeah. And it's not a guy. We, when we grabbed Richard Spencer, I think he was not the guy he later came. He was some guy. They're like, we found this guy, Rich, Richie Spencer. Mm-hmm. He would, then over the course of time, he got punched. He got punched. Yeah. He becomes oh, yeah. a figure, a national figure. But now he's literally on the internet begging for money for his court fees. Yeah. Oh, that's... I think the, the people keep saying he's well-known. He's not. I think that time has <laughs> passed. Yeah. And the, the thing, and I guess, like, a lot of the times you say in your show you want to start the conversation, and I was thinking about this the other day. 
um, the people that are really getting spot, like Richard Spencer, there was other there are other things going on, but he's like the person that stood out. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, people that have really extreme views are the ones that are getting um, more of like the media attention, more of the screen attention, and that's yeah. what I feel like people are picking up on. Well, people, I think also when you like in the for example in that episode, there's an, there's 42 minutes, you know, of of stories in there. There's like Ruby Corrado, who's a trans woman who has a home for refugees and runaways. There's like a there's like an uh, incubator, I can't remember the name of it, like a tech incubator for African immigrants. And those are all positive stories. Mm-hmm. But w- the one that people are attracted yeah. to is Richard Spencer. But then in their attraction to it, they get mad at me for showing it. And yeah. it's like, you could have <laughs> just fast forwarded through it. you know. <laughs> so for me, there's a little bit of hypocrisy there, which is fine, because I'm a hypocrite too. But that's why this one of the big reasons season three, I was like, the big overriding note was no obvious enemies. We're not yeah. gonna, I'm just like, I'm tired of it. I don't want people to think that's my go-to move. You know, like yeah. a, like that's my Charles Barkley backing me down in the lane. <laughs> it's got nothing else. So we're going to have to figure out how to tell stories without going to the obvious enemies. So we did an yeah. episode about six in America. We never went to. But now let's find a person who hates six. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talked to people. We talked to six and people who are friends of theirs. You know, yeah. so I feel like. And the test was, will people watch the show if we just, if we. And we still have like an episode about the U.S.-Mexico border, so we're still doing intense subjects, but mm-hmm. we're not going to then find people just to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think like with, especially like with the KKK episode, I felt that there was a balance. Like I get got mad, but then when you met all these loving people and gave mm-hmm. them hugs, I was all, oh, yeah, see, God. and I didn't hug the clan. You yeah, know? yeah. And I think if I was to do that again, because I wasn't, that was the pilot. I was not allowed to have the power I should have had as an executive producer, so I would ask for things and they would say no. Mm-hmm. In the episode, like if you get one day you'll get if you get the W Kamal Bell cut of that episode, it might actually come off differently. Mm-hmm. I think no, mm-hmm. it definitely come off differently. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you sort of have to like that's that's what that, I'm dancing with who brung me. That's what the episode is. There's parts in there that I'm like really excited about, and I am glad. Like I had to ask for us to put the hugs back in with because otherwise it just looks like I'm I thought that that added like kind of a it just, softness. It, yeah. just, it also shows I'm not a journalist. I'm not <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. white people. Tell me about how you hate the Klan. Like I'm a person <laughs> yeah. who sees people and they seem friendly and we hug each other and then we sit down and have a good yeah. conversation. But yeah, I, I I will have to admit like when he said Red Lobster, I was all what. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Red Lobster was also like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is your, how does your mom feel about this stuff? I mean, she's, she, I mean, she was obviously nervous about the clan yeah. stuff, but she feels like this is the family business. Like, she didn't know, when I wanted to be a comedian, she just thought, oh, he wants to be a comedian. Like, and that didn't, you know, she wasn't thinking like, in the school of Dick Gregory and Paul Mooney, and she was thinking like, oh, comedian. And he liked Eddie Murphy and Seinfeld, so mm-hmm. he'll be somewhere like that. So, she never put pressure on me to be this kind of comedian, but... She's super excited about the work and super proud of it, okay. and she's famous in her home in her town now for being my mom. And you know oh. they want to put they want to put me on the cover of the local like journal like newspaper there, but I was like I'm not from there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, she's super excited about it and carries like my like flyer any flyers I make she carries them in her purse to hand them out to people. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, um, how optimistic. Slash pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where I'm going. Yeah. How, how optimistic slash pessimistic are you about 2020? Oh Jesus Lord! Uh, <laughs> I know that's that's a, that's a loaded question. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like where I think we it'd are be right foolish now. Foolish to yeah. be optimistic, yeah, because <laughs> optimism got us here. Like, so, so I I am an optimistic person generally, but it would be foolish to think like, oh, it's going to be fine. Now, here's what I can think: if we put the work in, it'll be fine. I feel bad that. So much of the work has to be put in the in the Democratic Party because I just feel like they don't. I don't know that they get it. You know, there's there's going to be a blue wave, and they're sort of sitting back. I think it's going to be. Is it here yet? Like I feel like, and there's lots of there's all this data about how like more women are running for office than ever before. More certainly more black women. Mm-hmm. The numbers are are 
incredible. So that's good. But then how does that end up at somebody like as a, as who the presidential candidate is? Because I, I have fear, real fear or pessimism to frame the question you mm-hmm. want to that they're going to be like that when it's time to pick somebody, they're like, we should probably just go with a white guy. Yeah, right? we just go with a white guy. Let's just, like the Democrats are going to talk themselves out of a bold choice. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to start raising that bold choice now. Like the only person who knew Obama was going to be the next president was Obama. Mm-hmm. So but the Democrats should be looking for the next, and that doesn't, that doesn't be a black man, Obama type, somebody who nobody's expecting instead of like going like, is Joe Biden going to run again? Maybe Bernie Sanders. You know, <laughs> they should be looking for new people. I, I always say that the Democratic Party right now should be like the NBA was in the 80s where they just went to Africa looking for tall dudes. Like, yeah. like that's how we got Hakeem Olajuwon and Manute Bowl. And I think the Democrats should be in every like city council meeting in the country looking for the big, bold voices. Oh, you don't think the Republicans sh- should be too? <laughs> they, 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 at every opportunity, there they was have a big doubled down. There. Yeah. <laughs> at every opportunity, they've doubled down on Trump. They, yeah. they, they, and the few of them who go, who don't support Trump, then go, also, I'm retiring. Yeah. Like, so it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, that's not fair. He's wrong and he's wrong and he's totally wrong. Anyway, I'm going to retire and be rich. So yeah, yeah. I think that, like, I don't count on Republicans. They, they have they have yet to reveal themselves to be uh, especially at the top of the party. I mean, there's 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 there are Republicans who I've listened to and go, okay, I might agree with all of it, but some of that makes sense. But those people are nowhere close to the to, yeah, power. Yeah. power, yeah, because yeah. they're black. Maybe we should just get behind Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> like. All right, guys, thanks for the invite. <laughs> Kanye and his free thinking. thinking. He's going to call it the free thinking party. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like, dude, you sound like every 13 year old kid in high school (laughs) who reads like a book. It's just like, you don't sound like a grown ass. I mean, I feel, I feel, you just don't sound like the way he's talking about free thinking is the way that me and my friend Jason talked about free thinking in high school. No, yeah, it sounds right. It's not like any sort of like high level, yes, we all think freely. But what are you thinking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah we can go on and on about yeah, yeah, too. Just, you know, oh, Kanye. I, you know what I really think it is, and then we can move on. He's forty. <laughs> this, this is Kanye's midlife crisis. Oh my god! How do you have a midlife crisis if you're married to a Kardashian and rich and famous? Oh and, my god! And everybody thinks you're the best. You have to choose a different way to have a midlife you crisis. You have tapped into something that I never thought of. He, like I was like, how old is Kanye? And I looked, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize he's up to forty. I thought he was still like. See, I, thought yeah. he was, I didn't. And see, he, he knows you guys don't know. <laughs> But I go, I, but when I was like, man, what's going on? I was like, and I suddenly had this feeling like, how does Kanye, oh, yeah. you can't just buy, why a, can't, fa- yeah. can't just buy a fancy sports yeah. car. Yeah, why can't he just buy a fancy sports car? Because he already he owns can. all of them. He has, exactly. He, he, can't right. get, he can't get with like a new no, young, he's exactly. with, he's with, the, he's with get, the woman like, everybody wants he to ha- be with. He tried to do that blonde thing. Oh, yeah. the, oh the hair. It's, <laughs> the hair. Mid, it's we are, it's like, it's just. And it's, his, his clothing line. You guys may not remember this, but there was a, when Garth Brooks, Came up with an alter ego. Chris, Chris, Ga- I was just talking about Chris Gaines. This is the Chris Gaining of Kanye West. That's my, that's my feeling about this. We were watching him, Chris Gaines himself. Oh God! Um, Which I, I thought was when he went Childish Gambino when Donald Glover hosts Saturday Night Live. It's Childish Gambino. I almost tweeted this. Was like nobody's gonna remember this. The last time that happened that somebody hosted and then had their alter ego play the music was with Chris Gaines and Garth Brooks. Did, did, so he hosted as Garth Brooks and then he and performed as, as Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines in such a weird moment behind the uh, I know <laughs> behind the music. Chris Gaines. Yes, they did. A whole behind music about a whole really? behind about a fictional person. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> I just no, I'm happy learned, to connect I, on the Chris Gaines. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I definitely had no idea who that was. I know oh. Garth Brooks though. But Chris Gaines, <laughs> just look up the album. Yeah, okay. I mean, the whole, a whole persona. The whole, I'm sure the whole behind music on YouTube. He he created a quote unquote hipper version of himself. Mm-hmm. It was more pop music. Yeah, he was trying oh, yeah, to he's trying yeah. to become more pop music. But he also but he also like. 
he, you know, he had he had a toupee where his hair was in yeah, his eyes. Yeah, it was like it was like the '90s kind of like yeah. floppy. Chris Gaines, and he also had like a he also like black trench coats. And yeah, it was like a he was like a dark. Yeah, it was like Goffy Garth Brooks. <laughs> Goth Brooks. Yeah. Goth Brooks. It was yeah. his Sasha Fierce. Yeah, no, but that should, not. Be, his, not. That, that should be his drag name, Goth Brooks. Goth that should be a really good drag name. <laughs> um, anyway, so before we move on to our, our last question, we want to ask, like, that's all our guests, like, what's next for you? And is there a topic on the show that you haven't covered yet that you're itching to to take on? Yeah, I mean, the problem with the show is that <clears throat> there's a lot of t- the problem with the show is there's a lot of topics I'd like to cover, but we have to figure out since it is a travel show, we have to figure out a location where mm-hmm. we can cover it. So people are always like, you should do a thing about mixed race people, but it's like there's not really a city where it's like that's it's like where every mixed race person, yeah, every mixed race person moves. It's like you know the mixed race utopia. <laughs> yeah, where like if we do like we can do an episode about Filipinos, just go to like you know Daily City. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah It's yeah. just very easy to go. Okay, but you know, but so. But I do want to figure out a way to do something about sex work, just because I think mm. it's a topic. I, I know many people work in that industry. Not many, but I know more than your average person. Mm-hmm, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I just feel like that's the whole idea of like sex work being legalized, as we talk about legalized marijuana, and we had marriage equality. Like it's one of the, I think it's one of the next big issues for America to come from. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, again, there's not like, other than like maybe Vegas, but that's like, I don't even, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that kind of sex work. It's like, that's sort <laughs> it's, of... I, like there's actually people who are like that's the thing. there's people in like Dayton, Ohio who are like I'm doing the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's like where it's like it's not as quote unquote sexy as like Vegas sex work. You know, yeah, okay. yeah. Just like someone in Middle America. Yeah, like, there's people who like punch in, punch out, NPR, literally and figuratively. Yes, NPR did <laughs> a story about people who like let's say the the Republican National Convention was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There's there's there are women, maybe men too, but it's about a woman who like. Like, mom has a job, da da da, but whenever there's a big convention in town, she clocks in and does sex work because mm-hmm. it's a great way to make some cash. Yeah. You know, it just, and then clocks out when the convention that, leaves. Yeah, that, that kind of fascinates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That it's just, it's just like, a, it's like, it's Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that would be interesting. You should, you should tweet about it and maybe see what. Yeah, <laughs> what, if what we get picked say. up, uh, which I think is going to happen soon, mm-hmm. I'm going to send out, like, because it's the first time we'll ever get a really early pickup and be like, who wants to get in? Usually by the time we get picked up, we've already had to start working on mm. it. Okay. Go visit the power exchange in San Francisco. I've been there once. <laughs> oh, you there? have? Yeah. I have. I My sister went mm-hmm. there for her, like, they went for, like, 30 minutes for the bachelorette party. Yeah, that's about scared. the time you go. That's yeah. about, like, that's about the time you leave. Yeah. 30 minutes is Power like, exchange is a sex club. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> but it's like I, it's, heard, I thought it was along those lines. I yeah. just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a place that you you imagine that, like, oh, I bet it's like Willy Wonka, but and it's like, <laughs> it's not. It's just not. Willy I mean, I'm happy. Hey, oh, I'm happy for the people who are there enjoying it, but me and, yeah. me and my wife, when we were dating, went there and we just like walked around for like an hour, like, ah, we gotta get out of here. Wow. I need to take a shower. Yeah. I saw that you recently tweeted about all the white shows being <laughs> rebooted and why not reboot Living Single, which I think I think they are. Or they're doing something. They're doing something. They're doing about, something, but yeah. it's not like a full on like I don't think it's the cast back. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I think I don't know if they're it? the cast. I think Queen Latifah was, was, was. She's definitely it was like on white. What, white? <laughs> on what, 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 watch what happens live. I'm not yeah, sure if it yeah. was there. Or anyway, we, else, yeah. well, we when we wrote that, it hadn't happened. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like that was that was a joke in our episode we did last night about the South Carolina Gullah, and I was like talking about how. You know, and one of the just one of the jokes about how we see whiteness as being so separate and things mm-hmm. about like you know, 
like the things that black it was, it was about the things that black people come together to rally around behind and mm. one one was Black Lives Matter and was why won't they reboot Living <laughs> <laughs> which was essentially uh, Friends before yeah. there was Friends yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so is there any other show that you would want to reboot if you had the power and you would want to be a part of too yeah. uh, it's funny I, it's, I'm going to say a show that's really going to it's it, nobody I mean only certain people know about this show there was a show Uh-oh. on CBS a thousand years ago when I was, I was probably in high school Called Frank's Place, mm. which vaguely starred, familiar. Which starred Tim Reed, who was on WKRP in Tim, Cincinnati. He was the black. Yeah, yeah he was also yeah, yeah. he's the dad on like I think Sister Sister. Sister not, yeah, Sister Sister. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was a show about New Orleans called Frank's Place, and it was very multi generational, multi racial, and it was so ahead of its time. And my it was my mom's favorite show, but it was one of those classic shows where it's like it's on Tuesdays at eight. Nope, it's on Fridays at oh, seven. Okay. Nope, it's on. Around, and yeah. then eventually we canceled we it. Nobody's <laughs> watching it. And so nobody I, knows when it's on. When Totally Bias ended, I was like, people were like, like I was like, I feel like now I'm in a line of many black shows that have been canceled before their time. <laughs> Not that I felt it, but you know, I was like, and I said something about Frank's Place, and some people were like, oh yeah, Frank's Place. And so then when they just brought back, when NBC just picked up Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. I was like, what about this? And I tweeted a picture from Frank's Place. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I actually was like, <laughs> then I was recently like, wait a minute. If I get to like that level of like, you know, that next level, like what would you like? That Ryan Coogler, what would you like to exactly. do? Exactly. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> What do you want to you do? You would do Frank's. I was like, Frank's I think place. I would bring. I would try to bring back all the original cast. I would just. I would maybe I'd be in it. But I just think <laughs> it's a show that was like very ahead of its time. And I also think it's just it, my mom would be excited. Oh, well, that's fun. So yeah, not, yeah. So you had a Tim Reed, get at me on Twitter. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, this thing would be fun. Go um, on Netflix and go right for yeah. Frankie and Grace. Yeah, you can make it like a lot like raunchier. Yeah, there you, go, there you go. Or make it, make it a Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's Place After Dark. <laughs> so you have a podcast with Kevin Recall, or um, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all. Is that the correct title? Denzel, Denzel, Washington. Denzel Washington is the greatest actor, actor of all time, all time. Period. It's currently time, on hiatus, hiatus, but we're, we're working on bringing it back. We got too busy, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, um, it's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, it, it, it does exactly what it says. It yeah. <laughs> yeah, Denzel yeah, yeah. Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Um, if you can see Denzel in any kind of movie or TV show, mm-hmm. what would you do for him? <laughs> or like, what? What would you like I, to I, see him do? Well, he, he, hasn't, he doesn't yeah. do ensemble stuff, and he doesn't do he doesn't he's done maybe a couple, but he doesn't, he doesn't really do ensemble stuff, and he doesn't do anything where he's not the lead generally, yeah. or at least like fences, he's like the co-lead. And I feel like I would love like in the Black Panther, I was like, can he just walk through? Yeah, <laughs> just in the background. I mean, I swear, I was like, I love That's Forrest it. Whitaker to death, but I'm like, this is supposed to be Denzel. That's yes. Like, I mean, I, not, I love Forrest yeah, Whitaker, yeah, but yeah. I was like, it feels like this should be Denzel as the, <laughs> oh. especially just the way that Michael B. Jordan and uh, Chadwick Bosman are like young Hollywood. It feels mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Denzel should be the old. Like, it, the, I was like, he's passing the. He's yeah, passing the thing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, again, I love. Uh, Forrest, yeah, Forrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not this is not about that. Ghost Dogs, my movie. No, but that's kind. Of, yeah, but that's I just feel like I just feel like I was like he. I want him to allow himself to do more things like that, where it's like that would have taken him like a couple weeks to shoot. Yeah. He could people would have freaked out. You know, I just feel like I want him to. I know he's got. He's trying to make all the August Wilson plays. Mm-hmm. He's on Broadway right now. He's got the Equalizer two coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would love to see him yes. in ensemble stuff, especially with all these young. Like I would love to see him in an episode of Insecure. Oh. I, you know, just 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 let Black Hollywood or just Atlanta. take you in, or Atla- Atlanta oh would gosh. be great. Yeah, I think just both. Just let same let character him. in both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just let. Just I just I yeah. just I don't know. I think he just only works. He really, he's 63 or something, so I think he only works when he wants to work, and he, and he only works on projects that, I think he's, like, I'm trying to build an empire here, uh, 
But I wish he would let himself get subsumed into like dear white people, somebody, something. Yeah. Oh my god! Where he was just, just in one. Oh, that would be wonderful. He directed an episode that. of Grey's Anatomy, and I was like, "Is he going to do more TV?" And I was like, "But I think he just wanted to try to win an Emmy." But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah. No, but so that's I would love that's to see him point, yeah. feel some sort of ensemble thing where he wasn't the main guy, yeah. where he was just sort of like able to just sort of like. And also, then just do a character that he really loved that he didn't have to leave. Yeah, yeah. that would be, nice. be kind of cool. And I know you mentioned, what, what is your favorite Denzel movie? What is my favorite? Oh, Malcolm X. That's easy. Okay. That's, you know, yeah, it, yeah. People start to say other movies, they're just trying to sound smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Um, do you have a problematic favorite TV show or movie? Oh, problematic favorite <laughs> TV show or movie. Uh, problematic. I mean, there's so many things I'm like, it's, uh, I don't think this is problematic, but whenever I'm on a plane and I see the movie Central Intelligence with The Rock, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Kevin Hart and The Rock. Let's, uh, but it's not problematic, but it's, it's just, not, I just, it's just one of the things like, I, I can't, that, that yeah. movie gets me. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's problematic stuff in there. But or like stuff you've liked before that you're like, oh, wait a second. Can, can I pick something that's not a movie? Can, can yeah, yeah, like, something, anything. Like, anything uh, media. Anything media. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, <laughs> 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 I, think I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I'm a big fan of Lil Dicky. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just discovered Lil Dicky, and I literally bent. Well, all he's got videos. his new video. I mean, I, when the new video came out, I was like, "There's That's a when I new," and I was like, yeah. I, and "People were like, who's this guy?" I, I just think he's he's from. I know he spent time in San Francisco, but I didn't know him then. But uh, I just like there's all sorts of things in his videos that I'm like that are not things that yeah. my, that fit my brand. Wait a brand. second. Wait, I, I'm I'm lost. Do you I'm know not, Lil Dicky? I'm, what, who who is it? He, did, he has like, that song right now with Chris Brown. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Oh oh yeah. that oh god that yeah. one. <laughs> Chris Brown is in it. Yeah, it's just Chris like, Brown, like uh, he, I saw that. I was like, got, ah, I can't tweet this out. Yeah, I can't. He got roped into the whole cultural appropriation. Like, there's this like article about how he's just like, the biggest cultural appropriator. And like, I don't. And that's the thing. It's like I don't think that's true. Like people got people were trying to get mad at him for like in the Freaky Friday video because there's a lot. It's like about how he's, it's Freaky Friday. So yeah, he becomes yeah. Chris he Brown, becomes Chris Brown, Brown and he's like he's like singing as <laughs> Chris guess, Brown. Yeah. Or so whatever. so he goes. So at one point, Chris Brown, who is little Dickies inside of him, but it's not real because it's, it's not real. Yeah. real. Uh, says, uh, uh, can I say the N word? Yeah. I think I really say the N word. And, and he, he starts saying the N word a bunch yeah. of times. And but people are saying, Little Di- that's Little Dicky's way of getting away of saying the N word. Yeah. What are you but it's thinking? Like, it's not, he's not actually he's in not, Chris Brown. He's not actually saying it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually Chris Brown. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Don't be Kanye. <laughs> <I know>. don't, <laughs> be tw- don't be 12. Don't be 12. No, no yeah. So, I, but I'm not saying you could. Uh, you have to like him or the video. And I'm not, certainly there's a whole Chris Brown thing about like, is Chris Brown really ready to be just a fun target of style? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I'd like, yeah. Like, I'm so, so I have not, like I was like, I've watched it several times. But Me too. My wife has heard it and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I guess, <laughs> whenever like, I put Little Dicky yeah. on, she's like, okay. Like, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's my was... own little like pleasurable thing that I do. I can watch it and go, "That's wrong. I don't agree with that. I wouldn't vote for that." And also, <laughs> and not take it into my soul, exactly. but enjoy. Like, man, this guy's a really good rapper. And he's not. Isn't he? He's not a bad rapper. Right. I no, he's like my friend sent me that video. Like, this is why I don't know. Like, she sent it to me. I saw the title and I was all, "No." Like, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, which makes. I mean, which I can't. I I don't click on Chris Brown's new song video. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, well, Dicky, and I was like. Is there anybody else he could? I was like something like <laughs> brainstorming. Drake could have done this, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But apparently, little Chris Brown was his first choice. I mean, yeah, it, and the song kind of makes sense. As him being Chris Brown, I it think. does. But I, don't I, mean, think, I, can't, I couldn't see anybody it's just else. That awkward in that line where it's like, yeah. uh, where it's like, uh, uh, it's like uh, nobody's see. nobody's bothering me about my controversial past. Yeah, uh-huh. Chris Brown's co- yeah. past described as controversial. <laughs> this feels like, and I'm um, not. People are like, it was a long time ago, he da 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 But we, we don't know. The, Chris Brown is never publicly like, and now I'm going to support something to show that I don't do that. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving money or I'm standing by this chair. Maybe he does that behind the scenes, but I yeah. feel like we have to... We, we have the problem seen. with being a celebrity 
is that if you do something quote unquote wrong and it could be really wrong or it could be just perceived as wrong, your rehab has to be public. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, you have to see you like, oh, he was there and now that's that sucks, but that's the name of the game. Yeah. I think he kind of tried, he had this, the, the Netflix documentary, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen but it. But no. he kind of tried to like, he kind of tried to like have people see like things from his perspective and how yeah. he was his upbringing and all that stuff. It, it it wasn't like an apology, but I guess he wanted to, I guess he wanted to bring some type of like empathy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, and, it's 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 like the whole thing with like it, unless we know that you've done something to like it's like uh, what's his name uh, the director who got kicked out of the academy. Oh, uh, Polanski. Polanski. Yeah. Like he was like, "What's the big deal, dude? <laughs> All we know is you ran from America. Yeah. <laughs> like we, you, you have not. There's nothing you've done in the last 30, 40 years that goes. Oh, he gets it now. Yeah, he had right. he had ample opportunity to sort of like, oh yeah, I was a bad person back then, and here's all the things I've done. Which in we have you have to show receipts. Yeah, yeah. all the things go. I've done to sort of da, 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 to da, da, kind da. of. Like, but yeah. I guess it's also admitting that you did. So I mean, even like I don't know. I guess it's I don't know if his his case is some people can question it. I think there's the always, yeah, yeah, but there's like you don't want to admit that you did something wrong. Well, there's also legal know? stuff like it. I mean, he's he was convicted of whatever the thing was, and he ran. So. Yeah. But you got if you want if you want to be expected to live that wonderful life that you have, you have to. You have especially to do, yeah. when the seas when there's a sea change, which there has been since he did it back then. It was like you know, let's be clear. I think she was 13 or something. Yeah. Like it was oh. like, it's it's horrible. It's, yeah. it's yeah, not it like it's I mean, not it's, like that thing where it's like, well, what? How old is 17? Yeah, As, yeah you know, yeah. it's like it and, is horrible, and it involves like alcohol or drugs. Yeah, or, yeah. no, not not necessarily his case, but I'm just thinking like just uh, people, uh, Nate yeah. Parker came into my well. Let's uh, I mean, there's yeah, Nate Parker. Nate Parker, you brought him up. That's your example. Like if you look at what Nate Parker. What got him sort of canceled compared to what's getting people canceled now? Mm-hmm. His went through the legal system. Yeah, his, he he. You know now, men don't like women who are or who 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 say they were sexually assaulted generally don't get listened to. So it's like this is all complicated. Mm-hmm. But I do sort of wonder like, does he? Do, who gets to come back is the big question. Yeah. Not to put on, who gets yeah, to Yeah, who, who gets, gets to allowed to get, like, yeah. There's some people clearly, like Kevin Spacey, no, you're, no, you're, yeah, he's you're, done. you're all done. <laughs> you're Cosby, canceled. you're done. Cosby. But, but, like, Aziz is doing stand-up now yeah. in New York, so it's like, yeah. I'm glad we're ending on such a light note. <laughs> I know, well, I know. Well, like, I just want to go back to, like, I miss smiling Chris Brown. I miss run it Chris Brown. Oh, my God. I miss <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> This Christmas was a, was a good one. Okay, so we our, our final question uh, we ask all our guests. Um, do you think there's an underrepresented voice, whether it be an actor, comedian, writer, producer, storyteller in the industry in TV or film that's not in the mainstream that you like think, a specific person? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, do you have you, somebody in mind that oh, like yeah. doesn't that you, have enough get enough attention because they're not in the mainstream, but you think they, they, they deserve, deserve a more, shout out? Yeah, uh, I mean she's slowly getting more attention but I think she's not getting anywhere near the attention she's a, she's a certified comedy genius mm-hmm. is a partner on Cherla oh yes mm-hmm. I like love she's her she's a certified yeah. like if you just follow her on Twitter it's like you feel like how many people are writing these tweets like you know like mm-hmm. if you have yeah. a te- she's a, and I've worked with her on Totally Biased I've seen her as a stand up I, if she would certainly, if she was a white woman doing the thing she mm. was doing, she would be. There would be a show based around her, or she'd be at least be in somebody's show as a star. You know, yeah, and, starring. And she, a starring she's vehicle. been in stuff, and I'm not saying that, but she is a certified comedy genius, yeah, and, and also a very unique voice. And so I just feel like uh, I'm always like waiting for her. Like I'm not waiting, but I just I'm always like. Hoping people will realize that, like, oh yeah, she's people are like she's funny. No, she's a comedy. She's funny. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's, she's really like good. it's not a it's not a debate about like how it's like it's, if you if you know what comedy is because just about writing about how to write jokes. She's doing. She's she's better at it than everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's like uh, she was on Two Dope Queens. Uh, she was on the like one the, one of the specials on HBO. She's she was also on, on. She's crashing. been on Crashing. Yeah. Okay. So she's 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 been in stuff, but she's not anywhere near as as blown up as I think she should be. And I think it's because of racism and sexism. Yeah. And <laughs> patriarchy and, and all that all, good all stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, on thank you, note. W. Kamau Bell. For stopping by the new Hollywood podcast, you yeah. are a treat. No, <laughs> Keep on throwing me. that shade. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Got to, got seriously. to. Cool, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.